0: Alright, uh, this episode of Enough About Me has uh, a request from a guy who's been my producer for a while here, uh, as you know, sort of a filling guy, uh, has been producing it every single day, he's doing an excellent job, Mark Moroso, um, and he's going to come on here, because I'll, I'll just let him start, he'll, he'll go first here, we have a couple of guests lined up today, uh, you'll hear the conversation, I'll be curious to hear what you think of Mark, I'm still not sure what I think of him yet. Uh, He makes me uncomfortable. Whenever I'm with him, I literally move my body like away from him as far away as possible. I'm as far away in the same room with him as I can be every single time. Uh, So we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what he what he brings to the table. My guess is he's not going to add much. My guess is he's not going to come across as very intelligent or witty, but he's well-meaning. He has a big heart. And like I said, uh, he's exactly like Clyde. He really is. And I, I think he's potty trained. We'll see. Uh, And then we have uh, Riggs on from Barstool, host of Foreplay podcast on Barstool as well. I spent a lot of time with him at the Super Bowl when I did those shows at Portnoy. Riggs was part of that group. Big, big golf guy. Uh, That podcast is huge. It was number one in sports all last week. Uh, So we're going to talk about my favorite sporting event. Truthfully, the only sporting event I give a shit about anymore. Uh, I care about the NFL, I guess, a little bit in the playoffs. I don't watch the NBA. I don't watch the NHL. I don't watch baseball. I don't care, really. I care about the Masters and golf. football and that's really it I don't give a shit about anything else good luck with the Red Sox good luck watching that nine hour game in 12 degree weather you know for 97 times in a row this is a fucking year it's endless to me boring 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 uh and Riggs we talk a little bit about Portnoy Barstool uh the Masters which is the greatest if you don't care about golf whatever it's two guys bullshitting I think you'll enjoy it Moroso was enjoyable as well I think he did his best uh here on enough about me all right, uh, we're here on uh, Tuesday, I guess, Tuesday at uh, 12.30, taping a couple of podcasts this afternoon. Uh, we're looking for a producer again here on the uh, Enough About Me or Kirk May the Show, whatever it is. Mark Moroso applied last time, interviewed, and helped out with the podcast until we hired our previous producer, Dave Cullinane. Uh That didn't work out, so uh, Moroso is back in the mix now and came into the office uh, Carlson's office who works for the show and said something about how if we do a podcast he, with for 10 minutes he said that uh, that that I would what was the quote
2: I said I'm uh, I can convince you in 10 minutes that I should be a
0: producer if you, you put can me convince on. me in 10 minutes yeah. yeah you tweeted me the other day at 121 on Monday I'm gonna a week ago. I'm gonna say this then leave you alone which you didn't then do. <laughs> Hiring anyone else for this job but me will be a mistake and if you put me on your podcast for 10 minutes I'll prove it to you. K bye. You do well, a lot of K's. Well written. And you also do a lot of like the thumbs up emojis and yeah. stuff that I'm not really a big fan of. But okay. that's okay. So here's Mark Moroso and you have uh, exactly 10 minutes. Go ahead. Okay, cool. So
2: first of all, I'm going to preface this by coming to my strongest foot first. I you're am what? my strongest, my strongest foot. First. You're putting your strongest foot first. That's right. Not yeah. forward.
0: You're putting it first.
2: I'm putting it first. Okay, good. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to hear this. Go ahead. Um, I'm the funniest guy in the building. You know, you're funnier and
0: than I am. Yeah, yeah, okay. I am. You're, I'm funnier than okay. you. There's been no evidence of this yet. That's shown okay because I'm
2: quiet around you because I, I don't, I don't want a, my funniness to overshadow you hair in your neck. But I got some. Yeah, I'm growing out the good luck beard for what. For the job that looks hideous. I'm hoping look, I get the job. Look, okay, I'll, sh- I'll shave if you give me the job. That's, that's not a problem.
0: How long? How many days is we that? We can arrange
2: this. Um, this that is, that probably, is so
0: gross. It's like a, it's like a club. It's like the hair you have between, like the, your male, like and your breastplate you have yeah. like, on your. It's it's disgusting. That's,
2: that's when you got a lot of testosterone. That's kind of what okay. the results, of what you get. This is
0: some of the humor. <laughs> When do you this some- we're just getting started here. Yeah, getting comfortable. Let me hear it.
2: Uh, all right. Well, you got. You look. At, I'm, I'm a reactionary kind of funny. You know. Oh, you got to sure. give me. You know. Yeah, you got to set me up. up. You know how to do this, yeah, right? That's
0: not really your job as a producer. <laughs> You're supposed to set me up and stay out of the way. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Um, But no, you're funny. I mean, it's not wrong you. with you. Thank I mean, you. I told you the other day, your podcast, you made me laugh. Right. That's, actually, that's a lot of praise. I responded
0: that I don't need that affirmation from you. Just get make sure the fucking sound sounds okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, go ahead. Um,
2: but, you know, side note. Yeah, so I'm, listen, I'm the funniest guy in the building. No that's, question. That's... I mean, you've told me that
0: twice, and I, now I believe you. The first time, like 30 seconds yeah. ago, I didn't believe you. In the subsequent okay, 30 good. seconds, Great. you've been so funny that I don't even think there's a debate. And by the I... way, if you when I, when I leave the building, this building, like, there's so many fucking funny people in here that it's really like you're, you're funnier than Dale Arnold and you're funnier than you got it. Uh, you know, the salespeople and you're funnier than Lou the engineer. I say you are Carl and Esk, then.
2: So, you want, want me to say that I am a funny person okay, in the building?
0: It's now been two minutes. You have eight <laughs> I haven't, I haven't you're said 20% anything. Into your All right, ten anyways, minute. okay. I'm
2: I'll get to keep going here. i keep cruising through. Right. Not only am I the funniest guy in the building, that's just a side note, sure. but side note you've mentioned before. Side note, but let's put it this again, way. Yeah. How about I get to, I want to ask you a question. You can ask me whatever you like. All right, great. Would you? What would you give me in his evaluation? Evaluate me to this point as your producer.
0: Well, you're not my producer.
2: Oh, as your interim you're guy, not even that really. The you're guy who turns a... on your mics. So evaluate you.
0: Okay. me. Um, you are a nice guy. Um, you're simple. Um, I don't think intelligence has been a companion of yours so far in your life, uh, but you seem to have a good heart, and you're loyal. You're kind of like Clyde, my dog Clyde, in a way. Like you're a dumber, dumber, less funny Clyde with like more hair. Thank I would you. Say. Yeah, that's nice. Actually, you know who the
2: person you remind me most of? No. Actually, my wife. Okay. Yeah, my wife. And it's mostly like in the beginning, I was chasing her, and she'd be like, "No, nah, I'm not interested," but I'll see you tomorrow. And then right. we'd arrange something. We'd see each other the next day.
0: But this was a uh, one of these ones where you flew over, like on the catalog, and met her. Correct. She she actually is from a right. third world country. Yeah, so that's, you, that's that that was a fact. That's a. But I thought it was one of those ones you paid to marry her.
2: No, well, the, oh, my, was my parents, my parents arranged. Why for the did payment. you meet I, this wife I, I of can't yours. afford. It. Why? No, not why. <laughs> how? Um, I was uh, doing a study abroad program in Prague, Czech Republic. Okay, and we sat next to each other on a plane, and she. And match. she,
0: yeah, that's all it took was uh, whatever God, it was, six hours, six oh
2: six hours to Jesus. go over on the- I think
0: mean, you can tell by now, I'm uncomfortable spending like three minutes with you.
2: <laughs> you know, you like me.
0: <laughs> I think you I, like. I, me. I do like you. I do like you. You're a nice guy, but I think you are starting to. Like, I think you're a talker, though.
2: I am a talker. Yeah, and I, I am.
0: am not. As you can tell, like I am not a socially. I'm not really in the conversation. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I remember like one time when you were during the first process. You get you like ask me if I like Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, dude. You and said no. Like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, why are we? What are you trying to talk to me for? Just like I want to almost just say, just fucking yeah. make sure it sounds yeah. okay.
2: Those are called connections.
0: I'm not interested in those. Yeah,
2: you try to make those with people that you want to work with. I understand. So I was trying to initiate that. You gave and remember the Japanese book that I asked you about as well.
0: I remember another
2: time I tried to connect with you.
0: I remember that was downstairs in the old building. Mm-hmm. I was walking out, and you came up to me. You first, I I Correct me if I'm wrong. You. A, kind of said that you wanted to be a producer of the original podcast as well. Yes, I
2: did. Yep. When Ben had it. That's right. So why were you trying
0: to take it when Ben was there?
2: No, well, well, actually what, the way it went down was Ben had just left.
0: Uh-huh. And I
2: got all excited and I, and I I, waited for you. I stalked you in the parking lot because you have your little post-production uh, you know, production meeting with Jerry. You did. I did. And I waited like 20 minutes for you to come out there. And I ran up to you and I was like, Kirk, I want to be you here Did you get the sense that I, like, I
0: didn't want to talk to you then? I mean, even now, I'm actually, I'm actually leaning on the side of the chair, that's, yeah, like, away from you. Like,
2: but it's because okay, you're a trap, buddy. You said you'd give me ten minutes, so I did, this yep. is my time, as far as that's, I'm concerned. That's, that's keep, exactly watching right. keep, keep watching the clock. Keep watching the clock.
0: It's Like second grade. It's, <laughs> it's, I've never seen a clock go. I think it's going
2: backwards now. So, I checked. so I've always tried to make. I've, I've wanted to be your producer for a long time. I want to work with you forever. If someone came up to me and said, "So, hey. did I. I've been
0: saying that to people yeah. forever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have. Hey, yeah, look, you're not so bad either. You're kind is, of funny too. Is Mark Moroso
0: senior still alive? Mark Moroso senior, is he still alive? Yes, he is. Humiliated with his son's a radio producer. I
2: I would imagine, but what did he, does he do? He doesn't
0: participate What's in my career. So uh, I could. Well, how would he participate in your career? Mom? Well,
2: he doesn't say like, "Hey, how's your career going?" That's not participating son? in your career. That's asking about. <laughs> okay, he doesn't Participating do that. Would be like, he, you know, like helping you out. He is a stoic, um, tough. Like he's he owns a construction company. Uh, where is that located? That's in Belmont, Massachusetts. Is that where you grew up? That's where I grew up. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in Winchester. I know we're very very over. similar. So you went to Belmont High.
0: I did. Yes, Belmont High graduate from Belmont. Who's a radio producer? Yeah, well done. Okay, is that a waste? yes Yes. Intelligence? Uh, no, there's no intelligence. <laughs> that's it's why so I'm mean, here. Yes, that's, yeah. I don't think that's, that's the biggest issue. So, yes, you recommended a book to me, and yeah. you told me this long story. And I remember thinking, like, I just done the. I was like, Can you just fucking? And I could always see you. I, I see this from the halls back then. There were people who I could tell would want to talk to me. And, like, that's not a great, like, in, your, your instinct should be, does he want me? No, and just keep walking. Yeah, but then I never get to talk to you. But I never talk to you anyway, even when you talk to me.
2: Yeah, I, I know. Like I know. even
0: now, I don't really talk. This is the longest conversation by far we've ever had. So ask yourself, why is this kid banging his head against the wall?
2: What? What? I, I what? don't know. I, I don't, I don't I, even know either. I just because want, I'm man. because I'm
0: an immensely talented personality, yeah. and I do a good job. I mean, I'm great at what I do. You yeah. want to be part I'll, of it?
2: Listen, I'll tell you one step further. It's not only that, but you actually have a real voice. And I'm not I'm not fanning your flames and trying to flatter you here. But a lot of places in this mm-hmm. building are just kinda talking. To, you do a good impression of uh you know, of nothing radio. Thank you. And a lot of people around here really aren't talking about anything. It's the same jokes recycled over and over again. I'm aware. And you're actually talking about something. Well, thank you. Mark. And now, although I don't have any intelligence, I'd like to think I have a sprinkle of intellect. And I am attracted uh, to your ability to actually Is there speak a point? about.
0: where we you going to at least a sprinkle of intellect on, on us? Or no? I'm trying. I'm building up. But before them. I go,
2: you, you do have to let me. You always do the mailbag things. And I always had one question. And I want to preface it by saying, don't be insulted by the question, but you do have to let me ask the question. No, I don't. Okay. Will you let me ask the question? <laughs> What's it about?
0: <laughs> you can ask whatever you want.
2: So listen, I've always wanted to ask this uh-huh. your mailbag. Are you afraid at, at all that in your career, You'll be perceived as like uh, well. People told me not to say dick or jerk, but I'll told just you say, that. Yeah, you know, my wife is. Oh, don't say that. Don't say dick or jerk. But I didn't say you're not a dick. You're not a jerk. You're not. You have a I know it's
0: later you. in your. Who like does she say it to? You? Do you speak her language or does she speak English? Uh, she speaks English. Uh, her mother, whom
2: lives with us, does not speak. Your mother, English. whom
0: lives with us, yeah, is that correct? Yes, Mr. Exactly Fordham, right.
2: that's exactly. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. She lives with you. Your yeah, mother-in-law. We, we live in a two-bedroom. Myself, my wife, my one-year-old son, and, and my mother-in-law. Where is your? Where is this? Look. Where is this? This would be around the corner in Brighton. Your
0: your father-in-law is deceased? No, he's around too. He
2: visits about uh, every other day.
0: Where does he live? He lives in Brookline. They're divorced? Yes, they're divorced, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do they like each other? They're civil. Okay. But they're from Were they born in America? No, they were born in Albania, and my wife was also born in Albania. So your wife has Does she speak with an accent? Yes. Okay. Does your mom, does your mother-in-law? Does she speak English, like around the house? Does your daughter—they speak. Uh, what language is that? Albanian. Albanian. Yeah. They well, speak, do you speak Albanian. Uh, you know, I mostly understand. What's things. What's your son's name? Mark. Mark Maroso the third. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what a legacy! I don't know if he's gonna be able to, to, to live up to it. It's like being, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra Jr. Yeah. What? What's, that sounds like a horrific dynamic.
2: Dude, it's it can be tough. But no, we he, we
0: started he, 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 in a one bedroom. Food doesn't help. Oh okay dude just, I'll get just, rid of that. I'm so just, that's right. Emojis I'm I'm dude bro. I'm more I'm just, tell, on, I'm just telling you. On, I'm just, just giving on. you my if you want the job I'm just giving you know, No, no I, I appreciate the advice. So is your mother-in-law like uh, uh, uh super hands on? Is she pushy? Oh my god,
2: dude. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm oh, I, fuck, are you you, are you just told me. All right, I'm focusing. Super hands on. I cannot do anything properly as far as taking care of my son, cleaning the house, you know, cooking. I'm constantly being corrected. I have someone over my shoulder at all times. And my wife likes to pitch in too. So What does your
0: wife do for a job?
2: Uh, she's um an administrator okay so yeah. she's a
0: breadwinner in that oh marriage. by she far She has insurance and all that stuff yeah we live on her yeah okay hmm. any more kids in the, in the future
2: yeah i want one but i keep telling her, i say babe if we get the if i get the minahan job it's weak because we're married you know how that goes if we get the minahan job i'm getting you
0: pregnant oh that's what i said that's gonna be the celebration yeah you think so, it'll <laughs> be a big paycheck coming like <laughs> i think you're mistaken about the, the pay for this job <laughs> what do you do what's your job now uh, I'm uh, the
2: assistant producer on the Hillman Morning Show. Okay. Among other sides. So what's tasks wrong with that? Why can't you, you just do that for a job? It's just the daily news cycle. It's just like you know, Uh-oh. a a a teacher harassed a kid in this town, and then you do it again on Thursday, and then you do it again on Monday. And it, well, I mean, and what, I've been there, listen, I've been there for three years, and I've been an assistant for three years, and maybe it sounds like I'm bashing. Who's the, Hillman the producer, show. Mike? Mike Shue, yeah. Okay. I'm not bad. I'm
0: not bashing. The I was Hillman on that show. show.
2: You were on that show, yeah. and that was another time where I said I'm I'm going to go up to him and say I want to be your producer, and you came and you went, and I didn't say anything, and you probably enjoyed that.
0: I didn't know you were there, but I really wanted to talk oh, I didn't to you. Even then. Know you were there. I don't think I saw you that day.
2: Yeah, I know I was hiding. I was like, he's not gonna.
0: <clears> okay, so when the, when in these ten minutes do you start? What, what's your big moment? Like, what's the? So, oh, dick. What were you saying? The question. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Okay. Question.
2: So here's my question. Oh yeah. So are you afraid that you'll be perceived as a dick or a jerk by so many people in this industry that you'll isolate yourself and in a few years you'll just have no nowhere to work no, and I have nobody.
0: And there's always a spot for talent. Nobody oh, okay. else. Okay. do you really el-
2: think that though? Because yes. a lot of people are talented and they don't no, get work. Not. Like who? Like you know me? Who? No, you're
0: not. Like, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not probably a dick, but no. Like maybe okay, I am. So, so let me. Do nobody, it. nobody is as good at this as I am. Let's right now. reverse nobody. it. Nobody. Let's With reverse Mark, it. They're paying me. To not be on the radio right now.
2: Yeah, that's true. You, I mean, got, they, that. They, you they, got that. You that They, they You're right.
0: They, they, want, they need me in this company because they know I'm the most talented guy in the company.
2: Okay, so let me reverse the question. Do you think talent equals employment in this It does industry? for me. It does for you. Yeah.
0: But is that the norm? That's not really the norm. But I'm a different level of talent. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not being arrogant, but I'm a different level of talent. Yeah, like, that's it's fair. A different,
2: that's fair. You know,
0: I could go and be some shithead midday DJ at some mixed radio station or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I have no interest in doing that. I don't want to. People say to me all the all the time. Don't you want to go back? Don't you want to go back? I and people don't believe me. I have no desire to go back. The idea going on today and talking about the Red Sox opening day, I would actually rather jump in front of a train. I really would. And talk about the. I am so much happier not doing morning radio in that toxic atmosphere anymore. That's all. And I and I uh, uh, contributed to the toxicity of it. But now I'm away from it and I feel better. I actually feel pretty good. I say this all the time, and people are probably sick of me saying this. I'm enjoying this. I get to talk to whoever the hell I want. You're you're part of it. I mean, does anybody bother me? No, right? I, mean, I, do, I, do, I bother you. I, I do, right, but I do the show. I pick, I book a guest. I have you know, we're doing three interviews, counting you, I guess. Three interviews today. We'll do we'll do a couple more tomorrow. And we'll see where we're at. So you're driving
2: that car into the wall when you're on EI. You're like, I'm getting kicked off, and I know because you talk about it on your podcast. Well, you'd say all the time. You went on. Well, you had Greg Hill on, and you said, yeah. "I will be off before you are." Greg, no question.
0: Well, I, at that point, that was. So you didn't was, care. You were no, like, oh. I care, but at that point, it was there was no. Right. We were so deep in a bunch of stuff that I was. We weren't going. It's 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 best for yeah. everyone. It's best for me. It's best for the guys in the morning. It's best for everyone. I, I talked to Jerry on the phone the other night. He said to me, "I was surprised." Jerry said to me, "I actually feel better when you're not when you're not here now. I like the I like the show with me and Mutt better than I like the show with me and you." He said that to me. I was surprised. Kind of well, hurt my feelings, but what are you going to
2: do? I mean, I, I it sounds flat out wrong. I, I yeah, mean, well,
0: I mean, it's what he said. And he's, you know, absolute, whatever, but- absolute
2: fabrication.
0: What do you mean? On his part? Yeah. Yeah, well, he said it. I mean, I'm not lying. He said to me, I like the show with Mutt better than the show with you. It's easier. There's no controversy. We don't have to worry about people like, yeah, but- listening. He can sort of listed all these like reasons, which I totally understand. Is
2: he a, a prideful guy like in the sense where he has to be like, I don't even miss you, and I'm fine. Yeah, he's, a-
0: yeah he's sort of like, he's like, oh, I'm glad you're gone. You know, fuck you. But that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I I still love him. I, wish, I love Mutt. I love Jerry and Ken and Chris, and I wish them, well, have you talked to Ken and Chris about what's it like to work with me every day?
2: Uh yeah, and no one no one wants to talk to me about that. What
0: do you mean nobody wants
2: to talk well, to me about I, that? Well, I'll say, uh, you know, I went to you know some people, and I said, hey, listen, I I really want to work with Kirk. Do you have any advice about how to do it? And I'll say, like, I got answers like, well, you know, uh, Kirk's Kirk. And I, uh, who said yeah, that?
0: Yeah, okay. We don't say people. When you talk to me, you tell. All right, everybody. fine,
2: fine. I'll tell you. Ken Laird said that to me. He said Kirk's Kirk. He said, oh, Kirk's Kirk. Did you talk to Curtis? I didn't talk to Curtis. What
0: kind of, what, what kind of prep are you doing for this job? Are you going to be interviewed again, you know? You have to interview people again. Are you going to do better than the fucking butcher of the last interview you gave where you were like- Yeah, dude, was I'm so ner- uncomfortable. I get nervous around you. In the middle you. of that interview, wait, wait. I, was, I was basically like, I just want this guy out of here.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that works in my favor because you seem to be sort of like attracted to, you know, people that you disagree you with. Kinda with like you kind of look like Baba
0: Booey a little bit. You have that going for you. Dude, I can do this.
2: What I really want to ask you is, I, not I can do this. I, I, it's like ridiculous to think that I can't be the best possible
0: producer for you. What
2: is it that you think is going to walk through well, the you door? Did, you
0: did, I mean, you did butcher- your first real shot at this when I had Stackpole in here live. I mean, you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. Uh, Yeah,
2: no, I, but that was out the gate. I, I'm better okay. now. I'm
0: learning. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm just saying. Wait, listen, I mean... like,
2: like Belichick says, I'm not an error repeater. I You're make not? a mistake and then we don't make it again. We move on. Why'd you have a guy in here today? What was going on? Well, you know, I can't, sometimes, you know, I study politics. I didn't study freaking communications. Okay, well, you're a, but
0: you're a radio <laughs> producer. You're a radio producer. No,
2: yeah, so there's settings with these stupid boards, and you got to know which setting to drop oh, yeah, I don't work got, at mix. Yeah, oh, and that's another you're thing. Fucking, but you're the
0: producer here. That's right another here. thing
2: that works for me, is if we ever have a problem in this building, everyone, unlike you, is my friend. And I can go say, hey. It seems important to you that like people like
0: you, which is not a quality I like in a producer. Uh, you can say what you want about Chris It's important Curtis. that you like me. It's a, you say what you talking <laughs> about Chris Curtis. He didn't care if anybody else hated him as long as I liked him. That was it. He was right. my dog. That's no, I don't important. care.
2: I don't care that, that people no, want to be a my talker. friend. I see you out
0: talking to people in the hallway. I hate that. You're a social guy. <laughs> it's like, It's not. You're not going to change. It's who you are. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not angry. What do you want from not, me? I don't want you to be angry. I want you to be focused.
2: Focused. Focused. Okay. Yeah, but you can't say that I've been unfocused in doing this for you.
0: No, I didn't say that. But you're also, I think. This is what concerns me. We're going to be honest with each other here. As you apply, your this is basically an audition for the job, right? Yeah. Uh, and I want feedback from people listening. That's fine. You can tech, uh tweet me or Mark. Uh, can I say my Twitter too? No. Okay. Um, you go ahead. Uh, it's uh, Mark
2: Moroso Jr. That's M A R K M O R O S O J R.
0: Thank you, Kurt. It's a grabber. <laughs> um, like you know, I the other, I think sometimes you're afraid to tell me that you aren't around to do something.
2: Yeah, I well, want to be, be made honest. available to you well, 24 7. Yeah, but it's
0: easier for me if I know when you're actually available.
2: Right, right. But well, well, I'm, I'm not going to be mad like, at you. Yeah.
0: If I've been pretty, like, when you text me, you say, I haven't given you any shit. No, dude. i like, good, good, I, I nope. forgot the dude thing. I, was like, you,
2: you're, um, I-, I like you, Kirk. You're, you're, oh, good. That's you're very, yeah. No, but what I mean is, you know, people have whatever they have to say about you. When I met you and I've worked with you, You've never been mean to me. You've been what? nothing but professional. Tried hard.
0: I have no problem. Cordial.
2: You get back to me. You don't really show up and go,
0: "Hey, Mark, what's?" It? You don't really smile. It's not going. to You're not really, gonna, smile. Not You're happen. Not really You're a smile. That it's not going to happen. <laughs> but if like, you said to me, "Hey, I, you know, uh, Mark the third has got whatever a fucking dentist, a doctor's appointment, or whatever, my wife's," you fucking, I understand. I have family too. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, just tell me that. Okay. I'm not going to be like fuck this guy. He doesn't care. I can tell you care already. We've established that, so don't worry about that part. I just want honesty. That's all. Honesty for me and the producer is pretty important quality. That's all I'm going to say. You know, without yeah. getting into specifics, it's important to me. Okay, good. You got a couple minutes. What else you got? This is it. I mean, you've got. I'm going to give you three more minutes.
2: Okay, cool. Can I? I'm going to bang some questions out that I have for you. here. <sighs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> um. So I wanted. To, do you know my age, or do you have a guess? I do. Yes, I do. Uh, how'd you find out my
0: age? Because I know everything about everybody. You're 31.
2: I'm 31. That's correct. Yes. And uh, so I also wanted
0: to know- The sooner you get to, to the point where you realize I know everything, the better yeah. off you Well, why be. are you Why are you balking on-
2: Why Why won't you just make me your producer? What's the problem? What do you mean, what's the problem? Well, what I'm saying is, what do you
0: think is going to walk through the door? Well, I mean, if you were me, wouldn't you at least uh, have- First of all, I think you, you actually- You did! I think you actually have to then make the job avail- uh, public again. You're right. You're right. So that's the legal we're, thing. We're we're you're we right. We interviewed somebody yesterday, by the way. Okay. Uh, ooh, oh, you look upset. Look at, I, that. Nah, look at, look at that. I don't want to hear that You actually shit. got a little red. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Uh, he was excellent. He was really good. Oh, He's fuck like him. not super social. He kind of leaves me alone. Didn't talk to me. Didn't bother me. Didn't He's going to burn bo- you, bro. Didn't recommend books to me. He's going to stab th- you in talk the back. About uh, First chance he gets. You have a real shot at this job. I would say that. I would actually say right now you're the favorite for this job because you're loyal and you're stupid and I can tell I can make fun. I'm of I'm not stupid. Okay, you're you're okay. You're really smart. <laughs> it's really what else? Go ahead. <laughs>
2: Um, so I, yeah, so, what's the hold up? And then I said, "What? What are you waiting?" I
0: just for? told you. I, just I know, but what are you, you waiting
2: for to walk through the door? I want to know. I don't have what. What is it that I don't have? You say, "Yeah, but I want this. I want that." All right. I mean, can I ask you what Dave had over me? I, you know, I.
0: Well, I think we were more impressed with not more impressed. I talked to you after the Dave. You came in. Yeah, I, I know, but you know, you, 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 you said you, that you you, you guys you, clicked. You look like you're about to cry after that. Yeah, I was about to cry for
2: days. <laughs> you, I was about to cry. You were about let to me cry. let me tell you something. Go I ahead. there was a job open for WAF afternoons for a show. It's okay. still open. I applied for it, and there was this job.
0: Well, why'd you apply for it? Then, if you want this, because job. because
2: I okay. want to have a second kid. I want to get my wife pregnant. Right. So, um, you know, I was talking to my wife. I thought when this was published or whatever posted, mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, this is a part-time job." Kirk does a podcast. It's like four hours a week. I swear, to you, I thought it was part-time. So the other one was full-time, and I said to my wife, "I said, don't get mad." But between these two jobs, the Which part- your wife's name. Uh Olivia. No, oh, okay. just Livia. Um between the Why would they be Oh, Olivia. Olivia. Yeah. Okay, People screw that up all the time. No, they don't. Go ahead. <laughs> Nobody cares. Go um between I, I said listen, between the full-time WAF <sighs> job yeah. and the part-time Kirk gig, mm-hmm. I said I would rather work with Kirk part-time. She almost chased me out of the house. I almost had to sleep at my mother's house that night because she was like, "What the hell's wrong with you? We need money." Mm-hmm. But that's where I was at dude. I was like, I don't give a shit. I yeah, want to work with totally. Kirk. Totally. And that's where it's I'm a full time job. This is a full time job. This is a full time job. Bigger, yeah. so. Everyone who's coming in to apply for it be noted that it is in fact a part time job. What?
0: What? It's not a part time job. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a part time job at all. Plenty people we, we I saw the application list the other day. There's a, about a hundred applicants, Mark.
2: Yeah, but people are coming back. Haven't you already seen the, the a
0: batch? Uh, you well, gonna, I already saw you? You look looking to look, 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 look at the second batch? Well, the new people, it's been a couple of months. Yeah, new yeah. people have already applied.
2: You just yeah, so good. I'm number one. I was gonna ask you where do I, you know, where do I lay in the second batch? I'd say you're in the top five. Do you know how many opportunities I've gotten because I was second or third
0: pick? I have no shame, bro. I would happily be What do you mean? In your life, your opportunities to do like what have you accomplished in life?
2: And let's put it this way: anything I've accomplished, it was never the what first. What have you accomplished? Um, are, I have a beautiful son. I understand that, but and a beautiful I'm wife, saying, wonderful professionally. I'm saying. I'm
0: professionally. This well, how was is... Is your son the second opportunity? What do you mean? Did you? I don't understand. I uh, I don't ever either. That with somebody was weird. else?
2: That was I guess. Did no your wife no get no, no. Just the one somebody thing, else. I, like I haven't that... heard, I heard back. My the height of my professional career. Uh-huh. Is right now. I, there's no question. I crawled my way into this room, bro. You said uh, you,
0: bros. I gotta, You said you're willing to run through walls. Yeah, I first I said into, and I was like, no, nah, fuck yes. that. Go through the wall. So you're gonna run through a wall at some point. Yeah, man. Okay, your, you got one minute. God, last let me hear the pitch. You got 40 seconds before we make this. Call. All right,
2: all right. Just listen up, America. I, I'm the funniest guy at Intercom. You there's you a chance I'm the funniest funny. guy in Boston. You said nothing
0: funny in these 20 minutes. Kirk and nothing.
2: I obviously have a beautiful dynamic with each other. There's real chemistry here. And whoever's listening, give Kirk the feedback on Twitter mm-hmm. that I should be the producer because you're not. You're you know, Perfect Ten prom date is not walking through the door, Kirk. Okay. What are you then? I'm I'm like the six. I'm the seven who can cook. Okay. okay. Yes. I'm the seven who can cook, mm-hmm. and that's all. That's all I'm asking definitely for. Definitely eat
0: no <laughs> question about that.
2: <laughs> but listen, whatever happens- Oh, sure, yeah, no, you're right, right. Whatever happens, uh-huh. I have truly enjoyed the time I've spent working uh, so with you. So have
0: I. I've enjoyed this as well.
2: It has been a real experience. I've said you're
0: part of the family now.
2: Deep down, I know deep down in your core, you want to invite me over to hang out on a weekend. God,
0: there's no- that will never, ever, 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 ever happen. next <clears throat> In the next, in don't, the next don't, year- Don't be one of these people. I've, I've dealt with these people. Don't think we're- if you work with me, we're going to become friends. In and the they,
2: next year, we will sit down to lunch together. If you work At with a me- restaurant,
0: we're gonna... What would you like to eat? What do you think? What do you picture us eating, Mark, in your mind when you when you uh, this fantasy out? Faux. Up? Do you like faux? No. Have you had it? No. I like sandwiches. <laughs> I don't like I, you I, know what? I
2: eat fast. Kirk, for you, I'll eat a sandwich. All right. I'm going to go do this <laughs> podcast now.
0: Mark Moroso Jr. You can follow him on Twitter, at Mark Moroso Jr. Is that right? Yes. Thank Mark you. Maruso, Mark Moroso Jr., at Mark Moroso Jr. on Twitter. Send him some feedback. Me as well. That's the first uh, interview. We'll probably interview, what, here? 10, 12 producer candidates, Mark? Is that a good idea? Uh, People no. get to know them
2: once America hears this, you think it's over? It's a wrap, baby. All right.
0: All right. I got uh, Riggs from uh, Barstool here. He's going to do a Quick Masters preview with me. First of all, the last time we were together is the only time we've ever been together uh, in Atlanta. I want your uh, I, I the Barstool Radio experience for me still remains. When people ask me about it, I'm still not sure what the fuck went on. I don't like. I don't know what's going on half the time.
1: Yeah man, you look. I agree. It's uh it's pretty chaotic up there. It's we're total doing chaos. The live. Yeah, well, we're doing the live thing too, so there's like a live audience. Sometimes we're playing off the audience. You and I I feel like we really bonded over like chirping some guys in the audience who were That's true. pretty much involved <laughs> to just kind of like uh, it's, you know, suck true. Dave's dick the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot I of really... that.
0: But you have you have like you have the hardest role of all like cuz uh, Portnoy has the worst ADHD in history. And you you are essentially kind of the host of that and like it's like Sometimes yeah, I could tell you just like fuck, like, fuck it, I don't even care. Like what? Do whatever the fuck you want, I give
1: up. That's pretty much it. I mean, most of the time, look, Dave, Dave, he's going to run, he's going to kind of run half the time, like, I'll introduce a topic, and he goes, this is going to be a little bit off topic, and then he just talks about whatever the hell else he wants to talk about. So it's, it, you could argue that it's the easiest job in the world, because no matter what I say, Dave's just going to talk about
0: what he wants to talk about. Yeah, I had a weird like. I enjoyed. It. I had a really good time. I liked you. I liked Tommy. Obviously, like Dave and like you know the guests are. Some of the guests suck. Some of the guests are good. So like, you're, I know you're super guest reliant that week. Like, it, I I felt like a, on my end, I'm so used to being sort of the the alpha or whatever on like the show that I'm in. It was weird to be like in somebody else's world. If that makes any sense. Like I was trying to figure out what I was supposed to do half the time.
1: Yeah, it's I. I I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, I feel like you're kind of a Mike 1 kind of guy. Right. And then all of a sudden you're on there and it's like you're Mike 2 or 3. And when you're up there with Dave, especially in front of Dave's crowd, it can be kind of weird. But I, eventually I could tell, Kirk, he kind of evolved into like, I'm just going to chirp everything that's going on here and kind of make right. fun of the whole thing. Right. I think that's the, that's the perfect spot to live.
0: I can never figure out, like, you know, so I, I obviously I know who you are. We, we didn't really know each other. And we talked for a while. Like, what is your? How did you wind up at, at, at Barstool?
1: So, I, uh, I, I, look, I started reading Barstool probably in 2008, where are, you, where are you from? From St. Louis originally. Right, right, I, right. Uh, I originally, I mean, I was a big hockey guy growing up. I became really good family friends, just to give my quick story, really good family right. friends with Jack O'Callahan, who yep. was on the 1980 Miracle on Ice team. He married one of my mom's sorority sisters. We were a huge hockey family growing up, but hockey kind of sucked in St. Louis at the time. Right. So he always said, like, man, you got to apply. I did pretty well in school, so you got to apply to all these New England prep schools. I just thought that was for, like, kids who were in trouble, that they got to send away to, like, boarding school. The uh, it happened to me, yeah. I applied to a bunch of them. I got into one. Where was that? Went Choke. Choke, okay. I went to Choate. I yeah. went to Choate, yeah. And then from there I got recruited and ended up playing hockey at Harvard. I blasted, like – a year before I got kicked out for a year because my grades were so bad. Ended up getting my shit together, played hockey for a couple more years, ended up graduating from Harvard while I was there. I was a huge fan. I became a huge fan of of Dave. I worked a sales gig for several years after school. Once Barstool got bought out, it became a little bit more of a serious company. I kind of had been running my own blog. I emailed Dave a bunch of times, a bunch of links. He eventually responded. And next thing you know, I was kind of writing for Barstool. We started the golf podcast about two years ago. It's grown ever since, and now a big part of my job is, is talking golf.
0: Do you uh, enjoy having Portnoy as a boss?
1: Yeah, I do. I, like Dave and I get along pretty well. I don't, I don't know that everybody can say that, but for whatever reason, whether it's our sense of humor kind of lineup, uh, it, it's good. Dave's also, like, he's very different as a boss than he is as kind of a, a buddy. He can be a hard-ass of a boss, but you kind of just deal with it and accept it. And I think most people on the planet consider that they have like uh, a dickhead as a boss sometimes, so that's not really a problem. Uh, and at the end of the day, I mean, we get to do really cool stuff. We get to, I get to talk golf during the day. When we do radio, I do three hours of radio a day. We can pretty much say whatever the hell we want. We're trying to make people laugh. When we go to a certain place, if I go to a golf tournament, people know who I am. People invite me out to play golf courses, and none of that would exist if Barstool didn't exist. So there's obviously positives and negatives to every gig, but at the end of the day, Dave and I get along really well. I've been reading his stuff and following his videos since, like I said, 2008-2009. So having him as a boss can, you yeah, know, overall it's a pretty damn cool thing.
0: It seems to me, maybe I'm wrong, there are people, Portnoy's one of them. I'm one of them. I'm not obviously a barstool, but I consider myself not part of the family, but sort of, you know, where we have the same sensibility. KFC seems yeah. to be more like this, who are kind of like, you know, the fuck dead spin. Fuck this guy, fuck that. You don't strike me, maybe I'm wrong, as that kind of guy. It seems like you stay out of the mudslinging, or is that not right?
1: No, I think that's, that's pretty accurate. I think, too, like, for the most part, the guys that do a lot of the mudslinging at Barstool have been here the longest. Right. So they've kind of got deeper gripes and deeper grudges and have been kind of in the trenches for a longer period of time. And they were kind of in the trenches when Barstool was three or four guys kind of slinging mud across the Internet and really using any fight that they could to sort of elevate Barstool's, you know, kind of footprint and kind of defend what Barstool stood for. Um, We we definitely probably get more hit pieces about us now, but I've always been the kind of guy that if Deadspin writes a negative piece on us, like, I don't understand why we even care. Like, who gives a shit? They can write whatever they want, but we're not reading it. And whenever we go out anywhere in the world, I mean, we just came back from Minneapolis, We got a packed bar when we go to the Final Four. You know, every person we see is like, hey, man, love you guys' work. Love what you do. You guys make me laugh every day when I'm in my fucking cube of misery and I get to listen to two or three hours of your guys' podcast, It's hilarious. You guys keep it real. So, like, outside of the kind of echo chamber internet where people are bitching about everything that happens, everything that moves, I just don't really care because in the real world most people don't care about that. And if you're not a fan of us and you're more of a big fan of, like, deadspin or something like good for you you can absolutely go consume that stuff we don't really care we're very successful what we do they're not as successful but good for them like they can do their own thing so for me i just kind of for the most part man i like to stay in my own lane cover the stuff i like to cover we try to make people laugh there's going to be times where you got to defend yourself and i'm all for that but for the most part i'm pretty happy doing what you know kind of doing our own thing
0: you know for me what was interesting is spending that week with you guys and talking to portnoy a little bit and paying attention more like, I was so wrapped in the day in, day out, like, host your own radio show bubble for, you know, five, six years, where it was my whole life. And I did a podcast on the side and was into it, but didn't matter as much. And I thought, if, you know, if I get the radio show taken away from you, if I leave, I'm going to lose relevance or people are going to care less. And spending that week, and obviously, Barstool's a different animal, but now doing this all the time and getting the feedback I get on it, like, I sort of had this realization, well, it's, 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 it's different. It's a different audience. It's a different group. But I find like the loyalty from people who listen to podcasts is, is in a way greater than radio because it's just a way more intimate experience. You listen to it at work. I listen to it on runs. You listen to it when you're lying around. Like I don't know. The connection to it is, to me, even different than doing a radio show. Yeah, I agree with that. I think,
1: too, a lot of it, like radio, like you said, it's kind of appointment. You catch it if you can. A lot of times people catch a portion of the show or they listen to it when they're when they're driving. They're right, not you really never
0: listen. Attention. Right, you never listen to a portion of a podcast. If you like, you listen to the whole thing. Exactly, and right. you seek it
1: out. Right, like you got to go through a couple steps. You got to subscribe yeah. to it. You got to know, like every Tuesday or every Thursday, my boys they put out the podcast, and I, it kind of gives more of a like when you're listening, you feel like you're in the room with those guys or those gals or whoever's doing the show. So it definitely does. It gets like. You get a very loyal fan base. You get people who are into the segments. They understand how every show starts, where it climaxes, where it ends, and they kind of it becomes part of their daily routine, weekly routine, whatever it is. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different audience than doing radio, which which is awesome. I think it's great. I think podcasts are fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, four four play uh, podcasts, obviously, which is huge. Huge golf podcast. I listen to your golf podcast. I listen to No Laying Up podcast as well. I don't know if you listen to that or not. Am I, yep. Is that a competitor? Are you okay, am, I okay, am I allowed to say that? That's okay.
1: No, I would say we're probably natural competitors. I think right. our shows are, if you listen to they're, both of me, you know our shows are very different.
0: They're way, way, um, way, way, way different. Way
1: different. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're both, right? We're both like young crew. I think they're very good at what they do. I think we're very good at what we do. But I I do think like there's probably, people ask me that a pretty good amount. I would just say there's probably just a natural competitiveness because of the demographics right. and whatnot. And right. I've, I've run into those guys a couple times, introduced myself, said hi. Um, and all that, but oh, outside of that, we don't really, we don't really cross. Uh, no, they're all right. There's the one guy, uh, Tron, used to chirp me pretty hard on Twitter, and then he showed up to a barstool event, and we kind of went back and forth and hashed it out. Ended up having a couple beers together, and ever since then, um, we've been totally cool. We mix it up a little bit with a couple of other guys here and there on Twitter, but again, I think probably for the most part. Just being, you know, natural competitors, whatever you want to call it. I think we kind of stay away from each other. But You know
0: what, Riggs? They've never been number one on fucking iTunes, have they? So fuck them. You
1: have. Look, we... Fuck them. Just say it. A, just say it. Fuck them. Fuck them. We've had a big week. Huge week. <laughs> brand, we had a huge fucking week. We don't really need to go after anybody
0: else right now. Oh, you, oh, you, don't, oh you don't punch down. You know, punch... I like that. You don't punch down. I'm
1: just, I'm just talking about I the do, week that we yeah. had. It's Masters Week. I'm looking forward, but the yes. Jake Owen thing, man. You were, you were kind of messaged me a little bit about the Jake Owen thing. It's really funny because wild, you know, you, you get dude, you get these you get these big names in the golf world when you're a golf podcast, right? Like we had Justin Thomas on. We've been ragging on his ass for a year. We've been calling him right. soft as shit. We've been calling him like a little bit of a pussy out there. He comes off like a baby. He does. And he, to- and he, and
0: he, and he totally does. Yeah.
1: We thought, which he does, and we thought that was going to be crazy numbers. We had Bryson DeChambeau on. We thought that was going to be crazy. We, I mean, we even did, like, a three-minute interview with Tiger. We had Bubba Watson right. on, right. who's kind right. of got that
0: same thing. That's that right. You talked to, you talk talked little to little Bubba bit. right when that Super Bowl week we, we, we were talking about that, right?
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah, I was yeah, there yeah. Monday of that right. week, and, like, right. played golf with him. And, like, you get all these big guys in the golf world, you think, like, that's really going to elevate us. And then we have Jake fucking Owen walk in country music star a lot of people unless you're in the country don't even know who he I is i saw
0: i saw you and, gonna have, i saw you gonna have jake owen on and i was like well, all right i mean i'll, I'll I'm, i guess i'll listen to it but i don't really i was like i'll probably bail out halfway through yeah you know? and i was I wrong I and, and, about it, the interview right and i mean forget like the you know we can get like you know you had the crazy uh uh spieth mickelson story which went viral and you know has over a million views i saw on, on the on your pin tweet and it was crazy but like take that take that one away and it's actually still a really good interview it was incredible. Yeah, like, he was said, good. Like,
1: he um, was good. You, you were like, dude, I'm going to bail out halfway through this. I said that to our booking girl. I was right. like, because pretty much every guest we've gotten in golf, like I've gotten myself, we get golfers, right? Like right. you just become entrenched in that world. You kind of network with agents and players, and like that's, that's the life that you live. You're trying to get guests. So I was thinking, I even told our booker, I was like, yeah, I know he's scheduled for 30 minutes, but I'm planning on doing maybe like 15 10, 12, minutes. Right, yeah. You know, he's played in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am with Speed. Maybe he'll have a cool tale from that. Like, he played in a web.com tour event. He kind of chirped the guy in the middle of the event while he was playing on Twitter. Like, whatever. Dude, he sat down, and he was just an open book. Like, you can tell he came in with a loaded gun, safety off. He said right before, he's like, man, I love Barstool. I love what you guys do. I love that you can just say whatever you want. Man, we turned on the microphone. Like, we almost didn't even have to ask him any questions. He just started firing from the hip. We were like, holy shit. And you're right, man. Like, the Wayne Gretzky story. Sergio. Sergio, yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, the, he, he was awesome. And you guys do have, like, you know, there's a sort of, and I used to see it with Stern when, when he would do this back in the day. Like, you guys do have this sort of advantage that, listen, Barstool was earned, where I think some people some people don't know. Like, you know, we talked to Herschel Walker. He had no fucking idea what was going on. But, like, <laughs> no, 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 nothing, no nothing against him. But, like, he doesn't, you know, no fucking Barstool from a hole in the wall. But there are some people right. who go over there, and they're like, You know, I mean, I know I feel this way when you get there. Like, you know, I got to dance for these fucking guys. Like, I'm, you know, if I'm going to be on bar stool, it's a different audience, it's a different crowd. They, like, you know, if somebody else has Jake Owen uh, about that wedding, you know, some random fucking golf blog or whatever, he may not give that answer.
1: It's true, and you know, and and I think you know, you do this a lot too. You get you get good stuff out of people because you make them feel comfortable. You make them feel more like. They're just kind of shooting the shit with their buddies at a bar or right. over a cocktail, a nightcap type of situation, and so that that's huge. I mean, another credit to kind of Dave and Big Cat, and KFC, and those guys that have built bar to get the reputation that it's had, where some people walk in or they call in and they're willing to just talk about stuff in a, in a way that otherwise they just never ever do. And even I mean, we get we get tons of people responding to that tweet about Jay Gowen who are just hardcore country fans. Right, who are yeah, like, right, right, right. I got to listen to this podcast now because I kind of like golf too. And if they're getting like my guy Jay Gowen to talk about this kind of stuff, which I've never heard before, they must be able to do this with a lot of different people. So it is, it's funny. You get people like people can't just all be these buttoned up stiffs that give like stock answers and in interviews, you can't. That can't be a real fucking person. They can't all be robots. <laughs> right, right. And so I think that if, if you kind of do it's Stern or it's Barstool or it's Kirk Manahan, like when you're when you're able to get people in that environment and open them up, it's amazing how many stories. Like that story of of Jake Owen going up to Phil Mickelson at Jordan speed's wedding. That would have never been told if it weren't for right, something it like that. The it, right. 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 So it's 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 cool. It's funny how it works, and it's. Dude, you just never know what you're going to get out of people. Like, you never know. I would have never guessed
0: Jake Owen. Uh, all right, so I'll I will be, by the way, strutting around the Augusta National uh, Golf Course on Friday, uh, making my way around the, son uh, of a the the heavenly grounds for my second straight year. I'll be following my guy Fred Couples around. By the way, he tees off at 12, oh, Freddy, boom, boom. He tees off at twelve ten that day. Fifty nine years old. I have I'm betting on him to make the cut. Uh, so I'm going to uh, I'll ask you first of all. Simple one. Uh, I'm picking Justin Rose to win. Who are you picking?
1: Look, Rose, uh, about two months ago on the podcast, I just came out and said, I'm picking Justin Rose to win as well. He had just an incredible run. Now, that's changed a little bit. He hasn't played played as well lately. But if you look, I mean, Justin Rose, he's the number one ranked player in the world. His last four Masters finishes, tied for second, tied for tenth, second, tied for twelfth. He should have won that Masters in 2017 where Sergio got like he was doing yeah. oh, yeah. it was such a that was his. Sergio collapse right he's in the he's in the trees on the right on 10 he's in the trees on the left on 13, 13. He somehow yep. makes par and then all of a sudden goes crazy and eagles 15 and somehow wins in a playoff like he should have won there so i think Justin Rose you know he's a great pick I, one guy that i'm crazy about that i just i feel like nobody's even mentioned his name is Brooks Kep I mean the guy's won Three of the last six majors that he's he played
0: in, has Kepka has got a weird thing where he's lost a lot of weight. He's like he's, he's it's something's going on with him. Something's not right. He's lost like twenty five pounds. Did you see that? Yeah, he always
1: it, 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 it always feels like he's kind of going through something. He always he does carry kind of that chip on his shoulder about how he never gets like the. The media love. Yeah, and stop kind of bitching. Don't, you know shell. Don't
0: Don't be a fucking bore then. That'd be my advice to you. Don't be a big bore. I agree. You know? I couldn't agree. You with a, you read a book, too. Fuck it. it. Yeah, read a be, be interesting. Watch a fucking documentary <laughs> or something. What do you think? Do <laughs> you think Brooke Kepka's ever read a book in his life? Of well, course. It course was of course. Weird, course neither is your boss, by the way, who told me in the podcast that if, if books were invented after television, no one would ever read a book before. So he may be right. He
1: also, I mean, credit to David. He tweeted out on Thursday last week that he he thought Minnesota was the most underrated city in the country. Well,
0: he's right. The people. Well, does anybody ever say Minnesota is a great city? No. So it's an underrated <laughs> city. That's 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 an excellent point. But you're yeah. right, Kepka's. What's funny is Kepka's tried to be a little more controversial. But I, you you know, it'd be funny if he rolls in and wins this fucking Masters, and he has four Brooks Brooks Kepka has four majors. Uh, if he won if this, he, I mean,
1: it'd be outrageous. Like if he all of a sudden entered that realm of guys who are if that, like, Rory, Speed, Phil Mickelson group who <laughs> right. are all of a sudden right. uh, knocking down the door to doing the career grand and play, how many? How many
0: only, and he has how many tour wins? Like, six or something? He's got, he's got five. five. He's got three five. majors and right, two three, It's right. crazy town. So you like him. Okay. Uh, i trying to think. Um, I'm, I'm thinking we'll get to the obvious guys in a second. But if I'm, I'm looking okay. at the guys, with the Masters for me, it's always guys who play well there. Casey, who's playing well this year, has played well there before. A guy like Leishman, yep. Mark Leishman, I could totally see Mark Leishman on the leaderboard on Sunday. It's going to be guys like that's the beauty of the Masters is like you know there's going to be two or three of those guys. Like I joke around about Fred Couples because I've loved him forever. Would I be totally knocked over, shocked if Fred Couples was like four shots out of the lead on Saturday morning? I really wouldn't.
1: Not at all. That's just like, crazy. If we're talking like if you're trying to talk about okay, you're out there, you're doing a Masters pool, yeah, getting l- kind of the second half. Yeah, of the give me like give me like, give me like the C
0: and D players.
1: Yeah, if you're trying to find a guy who's, like, not going to kill you, who will make the cut, get you a couple points. We always talk, the internet, like, Golf Twitter likes to talk about Charlie Hoffman's always leading the Masters after the First round, right, right. Yeah, he's out there with, like, his green glove. Yeah,
0: green hat. He shoots, like, like 66 and then shoots 75.
1: Exactly, every time. Uh, So I think he'll get you kind of some sneaky points. We're huge Kevin Kisner guys
0: now. Yeah, so what's the Barstool-Kisner relationship?
1: Phenomenal. Kids is our guy that we're closest to on the PGA Tour. The reason for that is because Kids, when you watch him play golf, is the most boring guy on tour. He is. He's just the most cookie cutter like white, like professional joinless from yeah, yeah, yeah. you know right like Aiken, South Carolina. He just looks like the most cookie cutter guy out there. <laughs> yeah. And then like two years ago, one of his buddies from Aiken just kept messaging us. Was like, dude, you have to have Kids on the show. He's a really good dude. We're Like, all right, we had him on the show. He's laugh out loud funny. He's like kind of a southern-like hillbilly, he makes fun of himself. Uh, yet at the same time, he's one of the best players on the planet. I mean, I think at the time that we interviewed him, he was probably number ranked number 18 in the world or something. He just won two weeks ago down in Austin. He won the biggest event of his career. He's from Aiken, which is about a half hour away from Augusta, so he's played there a bunch. He draws the golf ball. Uh, he does play. He doesn't have like a high ball flight. He kind of plays a little bit of a low draw. Uh, so if Augusta's play a little tougher – I like Kisner, but he's also one of the most consistent guys in the tour. I mean, we had a long-running joke for about two months on the show that Kisner finished T20-something like six starts in a row. It was like T27, T25, T23, right. T22, T25. Right. Um, so, again, if you're kind of looking for somebody, I think he's 60-1 to to win the Masters. Uh, he putt lights out. Everybody talks about Augusta's greens. He's a phenomenal putter. He drives the ball very consistently. And at Augusta, with the way that that course works – the way that you have to draw the ball. If you think about the second hole, you think about the ninth hole, the tenth hole, if you think about the thirteenth hole, you think about uh, all the different tee shots that you have to hit where you have to draw the ball. Kisner draws the ball, putt lights out. He's sixty to one, so I think he's another good value guy.
0: You know what's it's what's a, a guy who I, I I like. I root for him. He's one of the one of these young guys I root for. But I've been worried about for a couple of years is Spieth, who like has a little bit. A little whiff, a little whiff of Ian Baker Finch and David Duval, just a little bit, because I think <laughs> I, I, now I'm telling you, two years from now we could be we could be previewing this. He could be ranked uh, second in the world, or he could be ranked 192nd in the world. Neither. I'm serious. I know you know. Last week he he had a shitty front nine on Saturday, then went crazy in the back nine. But he seems so jittery to me at times, and so mental that I feel like he's on the verge of you know fucking losing his mind. That being said. If he won this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I'm actually sort of concerned about Spieth's, you know, early midlife golf crisis here. And all it does, also by the way, when you see like you know, McIlroy a year had had sort of a rough year before he got going again. Uh, you know, you see like you know, you haven't heard from Justin Thomas that much in the way. Uh, what Spieth's going through right now, all it does is illustrate, by the way, how fucking insane Tiger's run was in his prime. How it's just you know, it's it's mind-boggling. But anyway, that's a lot. That's a, that's a long way of saying uh, Spieth to me. Like I know he has a record that's almost unmatched with Augusta. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go near Spieth this week. I wouldn't.
1: Yeah, it's weird, man. Like I kept, I kept sitting there. I wanted him to play worse and worse and worse leading up to the Masters, so that hopefully his odds would be terrible and I could get him at a good bet. Yeah, have for whatever much. reason. And he's just not. He's not as. He's not as high as he should be. You know, right. he's like. He's almost like a 17-to-1 guy or something like that to win the Masters. I mean, I'm looking right now at he's, he's finished T30, T24, cut, tied for 54th, tied for 51st. Like, that's what he's done this year. Jesus. He's done nothing well. He didn't make the Tour Championship last year. Right. So everybody's thinking, like, Spieth, no chance. Yet, he just always shows up at a gust. Even last year, we weren't well. Yeah, it's well.
0: If it's a good drive on 18, maybe he wins last year.
1: Yeah, so he, you know, he's one of those guys that I, I wish, like, I feel like his his odds should be worse, and then I would take him. But it wouldn't be surprised if he missed the cut, and we didn't see him contend in a golf tournament for another year. And it wouldn't surprise me if he won the Masters and went on to compete in every event for the rest of the year. It's really bizarre. A lot of people love to harp on the fact that in 2015, when he had his crazy run where he, he won two majors, he could have won the other two uh, that he was just making between like 15 and 30 feet out. He was making putts that nobody on the planet should make. And Once that went away, he's all of a sudden not the same golfer. But he was also a phenomenal iron player in that period. And when you're a phenomenal iron player and you putt really well, it doesn't really matter that much where you drive the golf ball, even though he's been kind of a shitty driver of the golf ball. Um, So, you know, he's a guy, he's unpredictable. Bottom line, like, he's unpredictable. And it does give just an insane uh, amount of, like, wowness to what Tiger did because he was just – Always in the mix, always winning, always winning major
0: championships. Which good player, like for me, last year the player I didn't want to see win won. Like I just don't, I don't like Reed. I just think he, I, I enjoy the attitude and all that stuff, but I just think he's a fucking asshole. Stuff with his yep. parents, I can't stand all that shit. Um, okay, like like who's the who's the really good player who you like root against? Like if it's close, who's a guy who's a top ten, top fifteen player? You're like, I don't want to see this guy win this thing; it'll ruin the yeah. You know, the Masters for me love- is like the Masters for me is. The most important sports week of the year. Nothing's even close unless it's a Ryder Cup year, and I hate fucking hate when like a, a you know a Trevor Immelman wins or a Zach Johnson or a fucking you know uh, last year like I, you know I don't want the guys like that ruining my fucking Masters week.
1: Yeah, I I agree. We've gotten it feels like we've gotten too many of those recently. We had like Charles Schwartzel who's boring. That was boring. We have Danny Willett who's boring. boring. Patrick Reed, who a lot of people don't like. Right. That I mean, at least he's not Trevor boring. One. I mean,
0: at least you had Fowler and Speed. Like last year was a good Masters. I mean, the last two years yeah. have been good. The Sergio Rose one was fucking incredible. That was a great Masters. Uh, yeah. What was the, the, so, you're right. The Willett one kind of sucked. But go ahead. My guy is uh, John Rahm. I want to see John Rahm <laughs> get
1: in the mix. I want to see him right there <laughs> on the I've back side of the <laughs> Exactly. Yes. I want to see that fucking guy implode. <laughs> I want to see him yelling, like, curse words in Spanish. I need that, just like we got at the players. We got a little taste of it last year at the Masters. Mm-hmm. So the more that John Robinson. Yeah, he played that, well last year, right? He played well. He's in the mix, I mean, he's still a really young guy. He has proven that he can win on tour, but he's also proven in some of these big events that kind of lose his mind. He's a hothead and all that. So if he can blow up, I always root against the Euros for the most part, too. Obviously, like, U.S. Ryder Cup guy. So, the more that he can kind of implode, the better.
0: You know, what I actually like now, I like more than I did like a year ago because I never really had an opinion of him. I actually like Kucher now because he's like a fucking asshole. Like, I'm like, I sort of like admire his assholeness now. Like, you know, the thing with the caddy was a total dick move. And this thing with Sergio, that was all Kucher's fault at that match play. Like, you just say, you know what? I gave it to you. Like Like, what? That was total bullshit.
1: Yeah, it, it that was it bullshit. Was, uh, you play um, golf. I mean, it was come, very I mean, come easily on. an avoidable thing. Like he could have very easily just said, uh, "Yeah, he said, uh, oh I, yeah, you didn't hear me." Right.
0: Like I gave it to you. Then you're done.
1: Exactly. You, that, why? That why any I mean, other no go ahead. Any golfer would have done that. So it was, it was, it was. Like, he knew what he was doing. Totally. Yeah. It's Easy to paint Sergio as like in the wrong, and and sure he shouldn't have done that. But also, Cooch, like you know what you're doing, dude. He absolutely knew what he was doing. I still don't root for Cooch. I think he's boring. I think the fact that he's kind of like uh, under the surface. Well, he's like not he's like he's like Don guys, Johnson. Kind of and, 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 I don't like that. I think he's
0: Don Johnson, like tin Cup. Like I think he's just like a dick who like plays his character on TV. And now in 2019, with Twitter and video, like you know, you've seen all the pros who have gone out and basically said, no, this guy's an asshole. Like he's a total fucking fraud.
1: I agree. I, I I'm not I'm not a big fan of the guy. I uh, I you know I get that you you know you're kind of like oh he's not just some boring like smiling all the time guy, so He's maybe a little bit more interesting. You're saying but he should I still just think he's an it. asshole, and yeah. I'm not rooting for him because he's an asshole.
0: Oh, let's get to, let's get to the the two. What? Well, What's before uh, Mickelson? Any chance or no? He's done nothing since Pebble Beach. I
1: don't think so. I mean, he's you know he's a lefty. Lefties have done well here historically well, done, ever yeah. since Mike Weir broke through. His record is um, incredible. So I, yeah, I wouldn't say that he's got no chance, but also, I mean, out of kind of the a crew of older guys who we'd love to see kind of contend and have a little bit of a throwback. I don't think that, that Phil Mickelson's going to be that guy. And, I mean, I don't think that I'm even really rooting for it. I'd like to see Phil contend at Pebble. I wouldn't like to see him really contend at Augusta. I don't th- I'm don't. i not that into that. Rory. I don't know how you bet against Rory right now. The guy. He seems like the
0: favorite.
1: Uh, he's, he's a favorite, and he should be. He's, he's finished incredibly high at Augusta. For the last several years, he's finished incredibly high in every tournament that he started this year on the PGA Tour, including a huge win at the Players' Championship. So, Rory, I mean, if you really – like, we talked to a couple, like, sleepers or guys that aren't necessarily at the top of the list. Rory is at the top of the list, and he should be. He's just got no real flaws outside of the fact that he goes through stretches where he can't really make many putts. Uh, but he hits the ball so goddamn consistently. He likes to hit that high draw. He's probably the best driver of the golf ball that's ever existed. So I don't really know how you really, or I don't know how you pull and like bet against Rory this week.
0: And you know, obviously the obviously the the biggest story by far is, is if Tiger can be. He played last year, didn't play great there. He hasn't, which is crazy. Tiger Woods hasn't won the Masters in 14 years, but he, but he comes in here playing well. You know, playing better and better. He's got a real chance to win this. He
1: does. I mean, if you look, uh, he's 12th ranked player in the world, I believe. Sergio Garcia, when he won in 2017, was the number 12 ranked player in the world. Um, so I, I don't really He just feels like close,
0: too, though. It just feels like he's close. I don't know. He
1: feels like he's close. I mean, he won, obviously, the, the, he's won a golf tournament on the PGA Tour for the first time in, like, almost whatever it was, four or five years. He's won a golf tournament on the PGA Tour since the last major championship that they played. Um, it's not like he's, he's, he's not playing as well this year um, as, you know, you would expect after he won that golf tournament. But look, the guy's won there four times. He's the number 12-ranked player in the world, so it's not like he's playing terrible. And if he just gets himself in the mix late, you got to think he's got a chance. He's Tiger fucking Woods. It's crazy that he hasn't won a major since he was 32 years old. Which wild. Is shopping. It's wild. Um, it's, a, it's an unreal stat to think about. But look, he's Tiger Woods, man. If he just, He's got to get off to a good start. If he comes out and he shoots like, 73 on Thursday, and we have to do another one of these things where Tiger, like, barely makes the cut, right. and he tees off at 9 a.m. on Saturday? I
0: hate that. Yeah, no, you need, you know, you need Tiger, like, 70, 69, 70, 60, something where he's, like, you know, two or three shots out of the lead in the weekend. And then it's, I mean, like, I, I we say this, I feel like we say this every year, but between Rory going for the Grand Slam and Spieth and all his shit, and Tiger, and Mickelson, and friggin', you know, you list the, I feel like there's many storylines and, and I love the Masters so much, it doesn't matter anyway. But there's so many storylines. I feel like this, this weekend is going to be fucking incredible. Like CBS, uh, and obviously they, it's 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 the best sporting event. First of all, the course looks great on television. The announcers are great. They're totally friggin' deep ball. The Masters has them all by the nuts. And it's 59 minutes of live fucking television. And by the way, the Masters fucking app, and the website is better than any in sports. They do every. I, as my second straight year going there. They do when you go there, it's perfect. They do everything right. Everything, even that. I, I, I was transfixed watching a fucking women's amateur last weekend. Dude, it's
1: incredible how clean they are with everything. It's and incredible. like you said, the fact that like we've got all these other sports who are you know they've got they've got leagues that go six, eight, nine months long of the entire year. Then they got drafts and all this. The Masters is, like, basically four days of the year. And their app, their website, is incredible. blows everything else out of the water. It's legitimately not even close. They're streaming on their website. Like, the that you can watch pretty much any hole. It's perfect. It's HD. They put together, like, these two- or three-minute videos all the time after, like, everybody's round. Right. It's unbelievable how good they are at this. But you're right, man. Like, it almost feels impossible for there to not be – an awesome finish with five different storylines going on, um, and uh, we talked about it on the podcast that went out today. But like, there's almost no imaginable situation where Rory McIlroy isn't in one of the final two groups, yeah, which right, right there automatically
0: becomes
1: yeah, Rory an chasing right, chasing the
0: Grand Slam and trying to win the Masters for the first time. And yeah, that's I mean, I, I mean, I think if you asked, you know, most people what the best storyline is, it would be Tiger in a Runaway. It's just the way it is. But Rory is like a strong. If you can have Rory in the mix. On Sunday, fucking home run. Yeah,
1: and I think you know the new crop. Like he's got the biggest star power by yeah, far. Yeah, he's, think, he's uh,
0: also kind of flawed, and he's sort of emotional. Like he's not. You know, we talked about cookie cutter, boring guys before. Like, which is what I also like about Spieth is like and Reed in reading the way like he they, these guys do wear their emotions on their sleeve. That's what I don't like about Dustin Johnson and Kepka. I mean, these guys are like those guys are like robots. They're machines. They're fucking great. But like Dustin Johnson, for me, I can't get behind him. There's no. There's no emotion to him. I don't get. You know. You know. When we grew up, there were guys like Ballesteros and Floyd and Watson and guys who. You know. They had some fucking charisma. Dustin Johnson and Kepka feel like they rolled out of a fucking factory.
1: Dude, no average sports fan is flicking through, stopping at CBS and being like, "Oh, Brooks Kepka's no, the d- master." No, yeah, you're just not I right. Watch that,
0: right? No, it's Tiger. <laughs> no. It's McIlroy, Spieth. I think Mickelson for sure. You know, there's, 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 and like you said. So if the 10 or 12 guys we talked about, two every year at Augusta, the leaderboard, there's going to be two or three of those guys. Now, I mean, if it was McElroy and Tiger like it was a few weeks ago, that'd be a fucking dream scenario. But you're right, McElroy, I pick Rose just because everyone's picking Rory, but if I, you have a gun to my head, if I had to pick a guy for my life online, I'd probably have to pick McElroy, I guess. I
1: think you have to. And I just, again, like, he hits the ball so consistently that, like, and he's going to be able to reach – I mean, they've got four par fives where he's going to be able to reach pretty much all of them every single time. So right there, he's basically going into the weekend or going into Sunday at like 8 to 10 under par almost no matter what. So it's like you almost can't even imagine a situation where that guy's not in the mix and he's got this car power, you know, he's got the glow-up thing going on where he used to be like this dumpy, like ridiculous-looking You know, Northern Irish kid, now all of a sudden he signs with Nike, and he's like this Jack Jack, dude who's the biggest star in the game. He would be the sixth player in the history of golf to do the career Grand Slam, which is an awesome storyline. So, look, Tiger's always going to be the number one story until the guy can't even walk anymore, which might be way sooner than any of us hope. Uh, But outside of that, I think Rory being in the mix... Trying to get that Grand Slam, he's been in the mix so many times. He had that collapse in whatever that was, 2011, yep. where he's like hanging his head on his driver on the tee, right. made triple on ten. 10 yeah. So for him to overcome all that, uh, it, it would be—you got to think that would be the biggest storyline outside of Tiger.
0: All right, Rick. So tell me, what, tell everyone when the uh, where you can get the podcast when it's up, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. So we do a new show um, mm-hmm. every Tuesday, every Thursday morning. Yep. We're on you know every platform where podcasts live. It's Foreplay. You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, we interview a ton of different guys, a ton of different golfers. We've done, like I said, JT this year, Bubba this year. Just at the end of last year, we had Bryce and Deschambeau on. We usually try to do like 30 to 60 minutes with these guys. Um, and then whenever those guys aren't on, we just shoot the shit. We try to make people laugh. We do a lot of call-in shows now where we get guys that tell stories from, you know, working maintenance at a golf course to being caddies. and All kinds of good stuff. So if you like golf, you like to laugh and not take shit too seriously, you'll probably like play.
0: Who's the uh, biggest asshole you've dealt with so far? Oh, man. Biggest asshole. We really,
1: to be honest with you, we really haven't had many. I would say different people's agents. It's always the agents of the biggest assholes to deal with. Okay. All right. And I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to be a, I can't, I can't compromise my source. I understand.
0: No, I would never ask you to do that ever. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. All right. Well, Riggs, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you down the line.
1: Hey, man. Enjoy Augusta.
0: I'm <laughs> jealous. All right. I'll check in. Thanks again. See you, pal. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. This episode is brought
2: to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?